I so wish that somebody had told me or given me this message 10 years ago. I have been in the game for 10 years. I've had my ups, my downs, my rounds, my unders, my overs. And yes, we've done very well, more out of luck than judgment, I think. Um, and we live a good life. But I just wish that 10 years ago, somebody had sat me down and told me the two things that I really needed to do to run a very successful online lifestyle business. Now, one I got right early on, one I got terribly wrong. Um, and I just wish somebody had said to me 10 years ago, Joe, if you're going to do anything, do these two things and long-term success is almost guaranteed. That's what I'm sharing with you in today's podcast. Wouldn't you love to build a business you can run from anywhere in the world, whether that be your kitchen table or a beach in Fiji? Well, you're in the right place. Welcome to Your Lifestyle Business, the show where I bring you into my life as a traveling entrepreneur and along with some of my awesome guests, give you tips and strategies for building your own freedom business. Welcome to the show. Let's make it happen. Hello there, how are you doing? Joe here. Welcome to another Your Lifestyle Business podcast episode. I hope that you've had a phenomenal week wherever you are and whatever you are doing. Um, I am still locked down in Phuket, Thailand. Happy to be here. The sun is shining. It's 30 degrees outside. I'm heading to the beach later, so I'm in a very fortunate and lucky position. But my heart goes out to you if you, like my family, are locked down in the UK or somewhere in the US um, and you know your privileges have been reduced. You're not able to just go out shopping like you used to or all that kind of stuff. I know how hard it is and what a challenging year it has been to date. But I'm here to try and make it better and put a smile on your face. And I want to talk to you today about two things that I really wish someone had sat me down 10 years ago and said, Joe, if you do anything in your online business, do these two things. Because um, it's so easy in the online space that we're in to get very distracted um, and to focus on all sorts of different things that make us busy and that we think we're moving forward, but actually aren't going to move the needle that much or may need move the needle, but only temporarily. Let me tell you what I'm talking about. So for those of you who've been with me a while, you'll know that I actually started back in 2010 on a Facebook page. That's kind of how I started my business. Um, I kind of fell over a Facebook webinar that was educating people on how to build a list building page on your Facebook fan page. Yes, we are going back some years here. Um, and so I actually started my business offering templates so that people could easily add this list building page into their Facebook page, which required a bit of code at the time. Um, and that's basically how I started. And I progressed that over a period of months where I really grew my Facebook organic reach was a thing at the time. So when you posted a post, it went out to everybody that liked your page. So you focused heavily on getting those likes. In fact, my first course was 2000 fans in 27 days. I was heavily focused on getting as many fans um, and followers to the page as possible because um, it was like a little mini email list on Facebook, right? Every single post you put out, your fans and the people that liked your page, they saw it. So happy days. Um, now at the same time, 
I was quite savvy. Um, I had had some very good advice from a fabulous online marketer at the time called Chris Farrell, who highly recommended that as early as possible, you start to build an email list. And so I did start doing that using these Facebook templates. And so I began building my email list. Now, that's one of the messages I'm going to be talking to you about today. Um, And one of the things I actually got right in my early days but I'm also going to tell you how I got it terribly wrong and something else I absolutely would have done from day one if I had the sense to do it. So basically it was all going gangbusters, I was building my Facebook page, I was building my email list, everything was going really really well and then all of a sudden boom organic reach kind of bottomed out. Um, Facebook decided that they needed more money and they were going to do that through ads so now when you posted a post your post didn't show up to anybody it just kind of died well it kind of got it wasn't that fast it kind of started declining and then within a couple of years that was it it just kind of died um, as did all the software for building uh, lead pages inside of your Facebook page and all those kind of tab softwares and all that kind of stuff we used to do all those years ago so pages almost kind of got sidelined altogether they're still there they still exist but they're not given anything like the same amount of importance that they were back in those days um so that kind of big group of fans and everything that you built you now had to pay money to advertise to which is fine Facebook's a, a business like anything else and it's a free service for us to use at the end of the day so I'm not complaining but um obviously the strategy of organic reach kind of um dipped a lot now you can still get organic reach on Facebook but I'm not going to cover that in today's podcast we'll talk about that in another one so nowadays um they place more emphasis on groups they place more emphasis on messaging obviously Instagram is now quite a big part of Facebook's overall strategy so that so you're looking at stories um and video and all that kind of stuff and then of course alongside Facebook along came Snapchat and TikTok and Reels and all that kind of stuff which is great I love social media I'm a big social media fan but the challenge with it is it's so transient and it's really out of our control so we can put so much effort into building our YouTube channel or building our Instagram followers or building our likes on Facebook only for algorithms to change, rules to change and all of a sudden overnight we're just not seen anymore, our content's not seen anymore. So what's important is for us in our business to focus on what we can control. What are the things that we can actually control? And number one is your email list. Now I've literally just finished a whole series on email marketing and I'm not going to go into huge detail about how you build your email list in today's podcast because there are like four podcasts previous to this one that you can go through step by step that will teach you exactly how to go about building your email list. But I do just want to talk about how important building an email list is and how this is one of two strategies that you, if you are not employing today, I highly recommend that you do so as soon as possible. Um, And I know that building an email list can seem... um, overwhelming and scary but really it's not these days with the tech available to us it's so much simpler to you could literally have an opt-in funnel set up this afternoon within an hour I mean when I started it took 
weeks because of the tech just wasn't there but nowadays you could have it up and running within an hour so I really highly urge you to start building an email list and here's why because we own the list that's the most important part of this social media we have no control over we we don't own that platform it is not ours but when we start building an email list we do we are paying an email um, provider a monthly fee to keep our email database safe and when we go out and we start to attract and bring in that targeted niche audience then we then have that name and email address on our system on our database that is our information companies huge companies sell for billions based on their subscriber database i'm not talking about free but paid subscribers things like netflix things like amazon prime things like um dollar shave club which sold for a billion or whatever all the things all the social media sites that you use you know their value comes from their databases um, so, I mean, that's how Facebook came about, you know, by getting lots and lots of people to sign up for Facebook service. And now they're making their money because they were able to leverage the fact that they had such a massive, massive database of people that they were getting in front of. So they were able to then leverage that and monetize it as a huge billion, billion, billion dollar business. So building a database is huge it's absolutely massive and it's something that you should be doing right now. So number one, the reason you want to build an email list is because you own the list. That is your database. Then it allows you to build a very targeted niched audience. Once again, on social media, it's a bit scattergun. Sure, as you post you know, specific posts, you're going to get people who follow you for your specific niche. Absolutely. But you're also going to be getting in front of people who have no idea what your niche is or whatever, um, and people who maybe aren't even interested. But once you start building that email list, that is your very highly targeted niche audience who have said yes I would like more information from you that is so powerful they've actually signed up and by signing up have said yes I want to hear more from you that is a very high quality lead somebody who's actually left their name and email address all right so next it allows you to be able to build and nurture a far more intimate relationship now, again, I am not saying that you can't do this kind of stuff on social media, but in an email database, you just have that much more control. So you're really able to send emails that are speaking specifically to your targeted audience, which allows you to nurture and build those very um, kind of intimate relationships with your email subscribers. Having an email list also helps you drive consumption and engagement. So basically, you might post a blog post on your Facebook page and it might get be seen by, I don't know, 100 people and 10 of those people might click or you might decide to pay for an ad campaign to get it out in front of more people. But if you've got an email list, when you send out your blog post to that email list, you know a certain percentage of those people are always going to click. So you know that you're going to get your content consumed by a percentage of people who are on your email list. 
not only that, you can drive them back to your social media sites to increase engagement on your social media sites, which in turn gets more eyeballs and drives more traffic to your social media sites, where you can then advertise your free list builder, which then brings in more leads. See how it's all kind of a big loop. <laughs> um, but your email list will help you drive that consumption and engagement. Also, it will help you drive sales. You can send out emails to your subscribers who now have a relationship with you because you're regularly talking to them. You're regularly in their inbox. They're seeing your name. They're seeing your headlines. They're seeing your content. So now when you send out an offer or a promotion or a product launch or a new line or whatever it is that you're doing, they are far more likely to click than you posting something on social media, seen by somebody once. Um, there was a study done long ago um, and I can't remember by who but it was something along the lines of it takes seven touches for a consumer to decide to trust or purchase a brand on average one person might see it once and say yeah that's mine another person might see it 50 times and then they might go but on average takes something around seven touches seven views seven ways that you've engaged with the same person before they decide to purchase and buy so if you have an email list and they've had 10 or 20 or 30 emails from you then it is highly you know your chances of them actually clicking and then buying has now vastly increased from just a sort of scattergun social media approach. Um, also, having an email list opens doors. This is what I'm talking about with these billion dollar companies. If you build a huge email list of 20,000, 30,000, 50,000, 100,000, 500,000 people, then every man and his dog is going to want to know you. <laughs> because you can get their content out in front of your email list. So brands will now want to talk to you. Um, blogs, websites, podcast hosts, you name it, people will want to know you. You are essentially an influencer by default once you've built a big email list and people will want to pay you to get their information in front of your email list um, or they'll be inviting you to speak or they'll be inviting you onto podcasts or they'll be inviting you to guest post or whatever however they can get you to share their content with your list um, that's the important part and lastly, my favourite actually with having an email list is it's just a great place for you to get feedback, for you to build relationships, um, for you to, you know, ask your email list to respond and talk to you about their stories. Where are they? Fill out surveys, come and join your Facebook group. And you do, you, you begin to, I've got people on my email list and now part of my Facebook group who have been with me for 10 years. I now call them friends. You know, they're, they're people, some of the people I've never met, I, I might have met them over Skype or I might have chatted to them on a Facebook Live or something like that, but I've never actually met them in person and I still call them a friend because I've known them for so long <laughs> through my emails, through my, um, you know, Facebook group now. A lot of my email subscribers are in my Facebook group, which that's a great way as well, by the way, of building those relationships is encourage your email subscribers to then come and join a Facebook group because then you get that lovely instant messaging. That's the only downside of email marketing is that it's that kind of, I'm going to email you and then if you have the time, you email me back. Whereas in a Facebook group or on social media, you've obviously got that instant, that real kind of instant communication. Um, 
But that's why I kind of liken Facebook groups actually to like another email list. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so number one of what we can control and the number one thing I, I would say to you if you're not doing, start doing today and that is build your email list. And if you want more information on how to do that, go back over the last four podcasts. Like I said, um, I have a whole series on it plus a mammoth blog post step by step on how to build your email list. So number two, number two is where I went wrong. Number two is quite new ground for me. But oh my gosh, I wish somebody had said this to me 10 years ago. And that is to build your own website, to have your own space on the web. Whether you call it a website, a blog, a vlog, it doesn't really matter what label you give it, but you have your very own website. I cannot stress the importance of this. Firstly, because you own the domain and you therefore own the website. Once you go and you register your domain, so like mine, yourlifestylebusiness.com, that's mine. Nobody can take that away from me. As long as I keep paying my 10 bucks a year or whatever it is, that is my domain. And then you go and you sign up for hosting with whatever your hosting company is. I happen to use WP Engine, not the cheapest, but very, very good. Um, And you set up WordPress on that. And now you have your very own website, your very own space on the internet. Now, whether you go and use Shopify or Wix or Weebly or WordPress or whatever you want is up to you. I highly recommend WordPress because it's very, very SEO friendly and it's super, super easy to use. But I'll talk about that on a completely um, separate podcast. But the simple fact is, is once you have that little space on the web, it's yours. It can't be taken away. Now, of course, Google has algorithms for search and all the rest of it. And I'll get that into the in. I'll get into that in a minute, but the simple fact is, is once you own that and you start to publish content on it, that will never, ever go away unless you decide to take it down. So that's yours and it's there forever, as opposed to social media posts which kind of disappear um, from your feed within sometimes minutes, (laughs) preferably days, um, but also within hours. So your content will never ever go away on your site that you own on the web. This is so important. So some other reasons to have your own website is because if you start to use some basic SEO strategies, and that's all I've been doing so far, I am not an SEO specialist by any stretch of the imagination, but if you start to use some basic SEO strategies, number one, you are going to increase your traffic from Google search, and number two, once you have started increasing that traffic, that is going to last you far longer than social media. Yes, I understand. People are going to be saying, hold on a second, Joe, Google's algorithm changes, blah, blah, blah. I understand that. But if your focus is on creating really quality content, not hacking, not doing, you know, some dodgy behind the whatever black hat SEO techniques, but focusing on creating really quality content and building your site for long term, then when there are algorithm changes, it's far less likely that your site will be hit. Now, as an example, as I record this, I have really been focusing on my blog for the last um, August, September, October, November for three months. 
okay? And in month one, I didn't have any um, real search traffic and I had a thousand, about a thousand hits from my email list. I've got a very small email list at the moment. I'll tell you why in a minute. Um, oh yes, that was the mistake I made that I didn't tell you about in email marketing. I'll tell you that in a second. Um, so I had about a thousand hits a month from my email list. Um, see, from my email list, not from my social media, from my email list. Um, I had about 20 hits from my social media probably. Then in, uh, so that was in August. Then in September that went up to 2,700 um, from me just putting in some pretty basic SEO practices. And after today's podcast, I'm actually going to start doing some stuff on blogging and building your website and SEO and stuff like that. So I'll talk you through those. Um, then last month in October, that went up to just under 7,000 hits mostly organic, some social media, some refer, some from my, you know, direct email list. And this month I'm looking to top 10. So that's just in three months with some pretty basic SEO strategies. Um, and that will last. The more I now add more quality content and the more I add some, you know, go and do some keyword research and add some content that um, is keyword rich um, and add some metadata and put some alt tags on my images and just do this kind of stuff, I'm going to increase my traffic. And that will last. This is the key. This is going to last. That's not going to go away. Once you've done that quality content, once you've created a piece of content that's so great and you've got it keywords in it and people are searching for it and you've got that traffic coming in, that's going to last. It's not just going to disappear tomorrow. That traffic's going to keep coming in, especially if you pair it with Pinterest and YouTube, which are social, uh, which are search engines in their own right. So if you've also got some fantastic images going out on Pinterest that link back to your blog and that are keyword rich and that people can go onto Pinterest and search for, then your blog is going to keep coming up time and time again. And YouTube is another search engine on its own right. Slightly different strategy. Obviously, the great thing about Pinterest is it's simply creating images from your blog post and then linking back to your blog post. Whereas with YouTube, you've obviously got to, got to make a whole video. But if you really want to get, um, really want to go for it, <laughs> then YouTube, Pinterest would be my first port of call from a social media perspective and then YouTube. Um, because again, that just helps people find your content. So it's just that longevity that I'm seduced by when it comes to building your own website. That's the thing with social media. It's just so transient. It's just so fast. And if you stop feeding the beast for any length of time, then boom, your engagement goes down. You know, your the, the people that are coming and liking your stuff, it just goes down. Well, engagement, that's it. That's the word I'm looking for. Your engagement just bottoms the minute you stop feeding the beast. Whereas with a website, if you've done the work and you've created that quality content, you've got to put it out there, then that is going to last you. It's going to give you some longevity. So why else do you want a website? Well, because it's going to establish you as an authority. Now, yes, I understand that social media can do that. You can go onto social media, you can post lots of great articles, you can post lots of great um, images, you can even run a podcast and you can put that on social media and that's going to help establish your authority. Totally get that. But having your own website where you're able to put your own content and you're going to be able to do posts and videos and podcasts and images and 
everything you put on social media, but you're going to be able to put it all in one place and people are going to be able to come and read it whenever they want to. Different people from, you know, at different times of the day, from different countries all over the world can come and just read this. It's there forever. They can read it whenever they want to. So it's going to establish you as an authority. You're going to be able to offer immense value via your blog, through your posts. And this is what I love about it. I just love the fact that you can take everything that you put on social media and have it on your blog. And then you use social media as your kind of marketing arm. Now, I'm not saying that absolutely every time you post a, a post on social media, you should link back to your blog. You shouldn't. The social media sites are doing absolutely everything they possibly can to keep people on their site. So you're always going to get less... Um, eyeballs on links trying to you know get people out of the platform but you can create amazing content on your blog which then fuels content for your social media sites so you've got this fantastic blog post you can now go through that blog post and take three four five quotes or um, statements and you can have them as images or posts or mini videos or whatever you want carousel posts across your social media sites you can use your website as the hub from where you get your content to basically furnish all the rest of your social media accounts then as you grow, um, first of all, you can showcase your free offers on your blog. So they're always going to be there. So you can have a pop-up. So as visitors come, it pops up and they can leave their name and email address. You can have sidebars. You can have little images through your blog post so people can come and click the link and sign up. So you're going to be able to showcase all your free offers and you can add products. So you can add digital products, ebooks, video courses, guides, PDFs, workbooks, audio courses, whatever you want to offer from a digital perspective and or physical products. So you can use a plugin like WooCommerce or you can start a shop on Shopify and you can link those with your blog. And now as your traffic is growing on your website, people are going to click through to have a look at your physical products. In fact, I was just sat talking to my husband the other day, Rhett, um, and he's currently running a little e-commerce website. And I said to him, and he's looking at SEO, he loves this whole SEO thing and, and building that organic traffic rather than constantly relying on adverts all the time. Um, and I said to him, have you thought about, rather than approaching your business as an e-commerce store, have you actually thought about setting up uh, a WordPress site around your niche, creating a boatload of content, really growing those eyeballs over six months or so, and then driving that traffic through to your store. So you're kind of doing it the other way around. Rather than starting with the e-commerce store, you're starting with the content, growing that value, growing that audience, and then saying to your audience, hey, by the way, we also have these phenomenal products. That's called inbound marketing. Every time you go out and you just drive ads, 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 what you're doing is you're selling. I'm selling, I'm selling, I'm selling. But every time you're creating great content and you're putting that content out there and driving people back to your site, you're now pulling people in through awesome and valuable content. And that is just going to get you so many more eyeballs than ads that say, buy my stuff. <laughs> it really is. You know, you're just going to attract a lot more people by creating amazing content that adds loads and loads of value. And then, by the way, here's a link to my stuff, which you can also buy. So that's what you can do with your website. Um, 
And of course, what we're doing is we're, we're building organic traffic here. This is something that's so difficult to do now on social media, building that organic traffic. And that's what we're doing with our website. We're building that organic traffic via SEO, via social media traffic, via our email list. And then as your audience grows and you get a much bigger audience, if you want to, you can add advertising. Um, you know, you can go to places like Mediavine and other advertising companies like that. You can add uh, well-placed ads on your site and the more eyeballs you get and clicks you get, you're going to get paid from those sites. Now, okay, yes, if you are a YouTuber or if you create regular Facebook videos, you can earn an income from adverts on those videos. So that is a similar thing where you're creating a lot of content and you're getting adverts. But as for everything else on those social media sites, you're paying them to advertise. Now, please, let me just put a caveat in here. I am not saying don't do social media. I love social media. You will, over the next couple of years, you're going to see me everywhere on social media. But what I'm saying is I started with social media and now I'm starting with my website and social media is going to become an extension of my website. But my home is where I'm starting. And that's what I wish somebody would have told me 10 years ago. Because not only can you do everything I've just talked about, but also as you showcase your expertise on your website, as you establish your authority, as through fueling, uh, using the content on your website to fuel the content on your social media sites, brands will start to come and have a look through your social media onto your website, see what you're doing, see how much value you're adding. And all of a sudden that's going to open doors for you if that's what you're looking to do. So not only have you now got a growing database of email subscribers, you've got a growing platform, which is getting organic views and it's helping you to grow your social media platforms. And now you're really building your sphere of influence over the whole thing. Your audience is going to start to reach out. And the best thing, I think, with having a website, this is, I think, the, the most important thing, is that if you decide to take a break, if you want to go on holiday with your family and you decide you just want to go offline for, you know, two weeks or a month or six weeks or eight weeks or even six months, if you have created extremely good keyword rich uh, information on your site, then not a lot is going to happen to it over that time. Whereas you take a six month break from social media and you're gone. You are gone. You're out. You know, you've got to be in it to win it all the time on social media. So, <laughs> so where did I go wrong with email marketing? Here's where I went wrong with email marketing. What happened was, is I built this fabulous targeted audience. Um, I ended up with around 55,000 people on my email list by around 2015-ish, I think. We then went down a slightly different road. Um, so I'd been teaching people information marketing up till then. We, did, we then went down a slightly different road, which was e-commerce. And here's where I went wrong. Even though at the time, e-commerce was merely another segment of running an online business um, online, you know, from anywhere in the world. 
bearing in mind that e-commerce or Amazon, or we're going to call it, was simply just another business model as such. We were so focused on that that I literally took all of the people that, that wanted to know about e-commerce and neglected everybody that wanted to still continue learning about information marketing. Now, imagine if I'd had a website, a fully functioning, I mean, I have dabbled in websites over the years, but imagine if I'd had a serious, fully functioning, loads of information on it website, then I could have, well, even while I was focusing on e-commerce, I could have set up nurture campaigns for all of those people on my information marketing side, still sending them articles um, and guides on how to do stuff and expanded list posts um, and checklists and all sorts of things. I could have just kept that part of my list alive with the information from my site for a really long time while I focused on e-commerce. And then I would have come out the e-commerce and I was still then had my e-commerce people and my information marketing people but I didn't I stopped because I didn't have any information on a blog really I had some you know the odd post here and there but I didn't have any really meaty great posts on email marketing or content marketing or blogging or building you know digital courses or all of that kind of stuff you know I didn't have all of that great information on a blog which I could have just set up some really good nurture campaigns and said hey here's a six-week campaign on how to build an online course here's a six-week campaign on how to build a membership site here's a six-week campaign on how to do email lists all from blog posts you know and that's what I'm basically doing now. I'm creating blog posts on all different segments and areas of the online marketing world so that no matter who comes into my funnel, whether you want to learn about e-commerce, whether you want to learn about Amazon, whether you want to learn about digital courses, whether you want to create a service-based business, it doesn't matter because when you come into my email funnel, I'm going to have information for you on my site and lots of it. So I'm going to be able to give you lots and lots of information over long periods of time on everything you need to know to set up any one of those businesses and all of that information is going to be coming from my website. So my friends, I'm going to leave it there. But those are the two things I really recommend you do if you're not doing already. Number one, start to build your email list. Number two, set up and build your website or blog or vlog or whatever you want to call it. All right. And moving on uh, next week and uh, in the coming weeks, I'm actually going to be going through how to set up your website. I've just done my big email marketing course, not course, um, series. I'm looking for the word. My big email marketing series over the last four podcast episodes. So go and have a listen to those. And coming up now over the next few weeks, I'm going to be talking about building your website. And you're also going to be finding some posts on my blog all about that as well, because I'm so passionate about it right now. All right. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions or queries, then don't hesitate to respond to my email. If you get my emails, if you're on my list, please just um, click reply to any one of my emails and send me a message. Come and join the Facebook group. Just go onto Facebook and search for Your Lifestyle Business. Come and join the Facebook group um, and you'll find me on all the main social media channels um, or at my email address on, on the blog, on my website. <laughs> so if you have any questions, don't hesitate to ask. Have an amazing week, whatever you're doing, and I look forward to speaking to you again next week. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. To join in the conversation, please head over to yourlifestylebusiness.com where you can find links to podcasts, show notes, and sign up to download my free ebook, How to Build a Business You Can Run, from anywhere in the world. 
Also, make sure you come and join our Facebook community. Just search for Your Lifestyle Business on Facebook and you'll soon be sharing ideas with like-minded entrepreneurs all on the same journey. Lastly, if you have a moment, please subscribe and quickly rate this podcast on iTunes. It takes a tenth of a second to hit the little stars and your rating will ensure it gets out to more people and impacts as many as possible with the message, make it happen. Thank you so much. See you next time.